Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hi, this is Johnny, and welcome to this Coach House Beacon. Ephesians 6 famously tells us to put on the armour of God to protect us against spiritual attack. However, once we put that armour on, what do we do with it? Keep listening to find out how Christians battle lies and discouragement with the tools that God has provided. Our key verse that we'll be looking at is Ephesians 6 verse 13, and it says this, Therefore put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. The previous verses tell us to be strong in God's power and prepare to resist the devil. Then the next few verses tell us what the armour of God is. Imagine you're enlisting as a fresh recruit during wartime, and because the situation's an emergency, you're told what your gear is, loaded up with it, and sent out to the battlefield for a merry fight. Obviously, you look down at your gun, look around at your surroundings, and have no idea what to do next. It's not enough to know that we must put on the armour of God, but what actions must we take while wearing this armour? Before we get to that, it's interesting to see what's not included in our set of armour. In verses 13 to 17, we have the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the helmet of salvation, the shoes of the good news, the shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit. But we don't have the heavy backpack of self-sufficiency. That is to say, the passage is all about what God has enabled us to use and access as a gift of grace rather than how we can survive it on our own. But why do we need this battle gear? We are given the equipment we need to combat a particular kind of enemy, namely spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. These forces operate as a rival kingdom and as an exact opposite of God. The Holy Spirit brings, amongst many things, new desire and power to obey God, along with encouragement and understanding of the truth. On the other hand, the devil is described as a liar and a slanderer. He brings his power against us through discouragement and lies, trying to get us to do the exact opposite of the Spirit. God's goal is to regenerate us as his children. The devil's aim is to degenerate us down to his level. The excerpt from Ephesians 6 we read at the beginning tells us to be prepared for when the day of evil comes. By God's grace, we may have many days where we are not being brought spiritually low and feel like we're in a spiritual battle, and that's great. However, the passage warns us that the day will come as an inevitable part of life lived in the world. So apart from putting on our armour, representing the good things we have received from God through our faith in Jesus, what else should we do? There are two main points. One is stand and two is fight. Let's look at the first point. Ephesians 6 mentions standing three times and twice it's seen in our passage. We are to put on the full armour of God so that you may be able to stand your ground, which is the action we are familiar with. That is what enables us to stand against these spiritual forces and then after you've done everything to stand. We are equipped so that we can stand and after that our active responsibility and our act of faith is to actually stand. So what does this mean? It means that all the equipment that God has given us will protect us from the spiritual attack. But the question is, will we actually trust it? As I mentioned before, we are not strong because of our own credentials and righteousness. We are strong because of who God has made us and what he has given us. These are hinted at in the pieces of armour, salvation, truth, faith, the good news, righteousness, the spirit. Equipped with these things and trusting God to protect us, 
means we will be kept safe from lies and discouragement. So what does standing firm look like practically? Perhaps we're fighting off thoughts like, I'm too unrighteous and God could never forgive me. As Christians, the objective truth is that we are clothed with God's righteousness because of what Jesus has done for us. As Ephesians says, we have the breastplate of righteousness. However, we are still faced with a choice. Will we give in to our discouraging feelings and believe the lies? Or will we believe what, that we have been made righteous by God and stand firm? So let's believe what God is saying about us. So let's look at the second point. The odd one out in the armour of God is an offensive weapon, the sword of the spirit. It tells us what to do with it in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 17 to 18. It says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And then in verse 18, pray in the spirit at all times in every prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. Verse 18 is often marked out as the beginning of a new section. But I think the sword of the spirit and praying in the spirit are closely connected and form part of our offensive strategy against lies and discouragement that we encounter. We are told to stand firm. But it's hard to stand firm for very long if you're not defending yourself and cutting down the lies and discouragement coming at you. The sword of the spirit is explicitly described as the word of God. What God says about us in the Bible is definitive and nothing else can get behind it. If he says you were loved, you were loved and it's the end of the story. If he says you need to repent and turn in a new direction, you need to do it. The more you know about what God says, the sharper your sword will be in cutting down lies from the devil and any falsehood at all. Equally, verse 18 also connects to prayer. We can probably take praying the Spirit to mean in line with the Spirit's desires, which are identical to God the Father's desires outlined in the Bible. This means our offensive strategy is to pray with God's words in mind against the lies and falsehoods that we encounter. That will help us to stand firm. So let's build on our earlier case study. So if you're a Christian and you hear, I'm too unrighteous and God could never forgive me, you stand firm because you know that's not true, but you also actively encounter it with the truth. For example, 1 John 1 verse 9, which says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. There is also one final dimension to mention at the end of verse 18 where it says, to that end, keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. We're not like Viking berserkers on the battlefield, standing alone on our own, in our own little world and wildly swinging at every enemy that comes nearby. Instead, we need to recognise that we're in a battle alongside Christians who share our battle and need our help. So let's pray for each other and help each other along because we're not meant to fight alone, but we're meant to support each other together to encourage one another, to allow what the Spirit's saying to us, encouraging us to affect other people so others are encouraged too, with the same truth that we've heard from the Holy Spirit. So let's take up the fight alongside one another and support one another. And let me pray. Lord Jesus, I pray that um, you will help us to be prepared uh, for times when we face discouragement, when we face lies, both from within ourselves, from sources outside of ourselves, from spiritual forces. I pray that we'd be able to encounter them, um, not with feel-good positivity, but actually whatever it says in your word, because we know that that is sure. We know that that will counter the things that we are hearing which are not true. 
And Lord, at the same time, I pray you'd fill us with joy as you help us to understand what the truth is and to fight with the truth in our minds so that we can count we can counter things that are not true about us. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will help us to help one another to stand firm and to keep fighting and helping each other to live for you. I thank you, Lord God, for all that you've equipped us with, all that you've given us, all that you've enabled and brought about because we know you because of your son, Jesus. And I pray, Lord God, we keep relying on you for strength to sustain us every day this week. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.